This is Original Six. The beginning of every NHL season always comes with some stats blown out of proportion, some wild numbers, whatever you want to talk about it. None more relevant right now than the fact that Justin Hall of the Detroit Red Wings is tied for the league lead in plus minus at plus eight. And you know Paul loves it. What's going on? It's the Original Six Podcast. Ryan Savine, Paul Ananitis, Zach Mullen. Boys, what's going on? I was fired up before that intro. (laughs) (laughs) I am fired up, but soon to be cooling down. I heard the weather next week is supposed to be like plus six is like the max. Canada. Justin Hall is better than that. Plus eight. Oh, (laughs) that's yeah, because he went down to the States. Yeah, story, Paul. Justin Hall is not the sole leader in plus minus. He's tied with Quinn Hughes and Brady McNabb. If that makes you feel any Hooray. better. Hooray. <laughs> makes you feel any better at all. Wow. Heck yeah. Really? That doesn't make me feel any better. It doesn't make me feel any better, no. <laughs> uh, welcome know. back to the Original Six Podcast, everyone. Subscribe, follow, check us out on socials. You know the drill. And uh, let's get right into it, shall we? Um we're not going to dive too deep into each of the, the past games, but I guess we can kind of just like talk about them as we kind of discuss uh, further. But, um, wow, six games uh, since we recorded before the start of the season. The Leafs are 4-2-0, and eight points, third in the Atlantic division. Um, it's been a pretty interesting, what, week and a half of Maple Leafs hockey. Some offense, some questionable defense, some questionable and really good goaltending. Uh, uh, you know, six games in, you're you're in for a ride, but it's it's been a bit of everything. Uh, how do you guys think uh, the buzz are doing so far? I mean, good so far, I guess. I mean, typical leap fashion. We always start the game. We always start off the year a little slow. A lot of goals for, but also a lot of goals against. Matthews has stepped it up, uh, starting the year previously from his other two seasons having a slower start so um yeah not surprised by how they're they're playing i'm sure they'll pick it up but the usual leap stuff yeah it's a typical leaps october which is very mediocre and has every fan like wondering oh is this the year we don't make the playoffs the team looks so bad the new additions aren't doing anything it's yeah it's typical leaps october do you think people are actually saying that though? Like, do you think they're actually wondering if the Leafs might miss the playoffs? Probably. Leaf fans I, are crazy. I've seen a couple of tweets, but now, mind you, they aren't from like I can't say respectable accounts because I don't recognize any of them. But I did see them. I did see people saying them. So, you think we would be considered a respectable account? I would hope so. Listen like, to our podcast, and you can find out. That's true. We have no credibility, though. I mean, we've interviewed some pretty point. cool people, but yeah, we had Dar- we had we had Daryl Sittler on here. We did. No, I'm kidding. It's true. I was actually, um, of course, I was. At we're the, goats, uh, man. We're goats. I was at the uh, Raptors preseason game. We were outside in the lineup by uh, Legends Row, and I was with one of my buddies, who's by far not a hockey player, a hockey fan. And he's like, "It'd be so cool to meet one of these guys on Legends Row." I'm like. 
I interviewed one. No, yes, please. sir. Brush it off. Slight flex. And he's like, I don't really care. I'm like, okay, go raps. Um, let's <laughs> uh let's talk about the new guys. Um you know, in my opinion, other than Reeves, it seems like none of them have really found their spot in the lineup, whether that's them or obviously from Sheldon Keefe. It, it just seems like things are still in motion. There's there's still a lot to be to be figured out. Um, but let's start with uh, Bertuzzi. What have you thought of his uh, first six games in a Maple Leafs uniform, Zach? I think he's hasn't impressed me just yet. I feel like he's not used to playing with the caliber of players and like having two of them. And then Matthews and Marner as line mates. A lot of the stuff that I noticed was he was just like a little bit behind what was going on. So he was there, but it was like he was just late for the pass or his pass was too late for someone else or he missed the shot. Like, I feel like he's there. And it's going to take some time for him to really warm up into the lineup. I still think he's probably the best option at left wing on the first line, but he's just, he's just a little bit off. And so it, it's kind of time where it's only been six games, give him some more time to kind of fill into the role. If it becomes a problem, like on a larger scale, then yeah, make a change. But at this point in time, I'm not like, oh, Bertuzzi is crap the bed, like take him off, put him on the fourth line. Like that's uh <laughs> No. I yeah. liked him with Willie and Tavares though last game. I was gonna say last game that 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 seemed mm. pretty successful. But yeah, he, he he did pretty well. I'm, is that him doing well, or is that just Nylander and Tavares being a two man show? No, I th- I think he did well. I mm. think he caught. I think he was more in the play than he was with Matthews and Marner, as Zach said. Interesting. I missed the last game watching. I know, shame on me. <laughs> who did? Shame who played on, on the first line? It was Jarko. Jarko. Croak. See, that's, that's the issue I have with Bertuzzi not working on the first line is that doesn't yeah. work in my mind. But, like, yeah. as you said, Ryan, it's a Matthews-Marner two-man show, so, like, it doesn't really matter right now. I mean, mm. yes, in theory, but look what we happened. always want a like, strong top No, line. but since all of last season, as soon as it was kind of apparent that bunting was not a fit on that top line, it seemed like they never found that kind of bona fide line mate for the two of them. Yeah. Yeah, mm. makes sense. So that begs the question, if Bertuzzi continues for whatever period of time not to work on that first line, how quickly does Keefe split up Matthews and Marner and then Tavares and Nylander to try and find a combination that does work? I'd say uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. But you've got to you've got to assume that's coming if he's yeah. not content with what he's got right now. Well, we we've seen Matthews and Willie, we've seen Tavares and Neeland, uh, Tavares and Mitch, and both have worked. It's not n- not gonna work. They're all all four of them are spectacular players. They all play well with each other. It's just as you said, Ryan. What's gonna be the best match? And I think it'd probably be Bertuzzi, uh, Tavares, Mitch. That's what that. I think. I could see it. And then who but would also, you put like, with Matthews and Nylander? Domi? Nyes? Nyes. Yeah. I thought Nyes looked in two goals uh, pretty good playing with Tavares and Nylander. No, he wasn't on that line. No, he was with Domi. Domi. I liked... Game? Yeah. So yes. he was on that third line. It was Nyes, Kampf, and Domi. Correct. Yeah. I liked I liked, uh, I liked Domi it. and Nyes' uh, chemistry. They had some pretty good stuff going on. Something I wouldn't have expected. 
because for me, those are two guys that both play left wing. So I didn't even think about them on a line together. Yeah, but Domi's, like Domi's played everything. That's Domi, Domi, Domi. Throw him on defense instead of Klinberg. Put Klinberg as a forward. Hey, something about number threes in Toronto. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Paul's ears spiked up. Um, all, I think Bertuzzi has looked very out of place in almost all yeah. aspects. He, mm. he kind of... He seems to be like in the way of the teammates, right? Like you'll see someone going up on a rush or he he just seems like he's not in sync with the rest of the team. You know, obviously we have a lot of guys here who have played together for so long and they understand the way each other plays. You know, they have an idea of what the other person wants to do with without the puck. Obviously, no one's expecting Bertuzzi to have that same level of familiarity six games in, but it just constantly looks like he's in the way or completely out of position or out of sorts, right? So I don't know if it's the fact that playing with Matthews and Marner, he's just like so not on that level. Obviously, he's a great player. He had success with Boston last year, you know, end of the season and into the playoffs, obviously playing with some some high-skilled guys. Um, I don't know what it is, but frankly, he's got to figure it out on in the top six for sure. Yeah, especially for the money he's getting paid. Yeah, when yeah. you're five mil, he has to be a top top two line. Yeah, he's got to be a line one. I mean, it's it's that simple. That's what they brought him in to be. He was yeah. he was brought in to be the winger to Matthews and Marner. Yeah, yeah, for 100%. sure. Obviously, this isn't the Nick Ritchie situation all over again. I mean, time could prove that it is, but it's 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 a little early. Uh, but we've seen this before. You know, Bunting looked great in his first year at the Leafs with those two, and last season. Frankly, the reason he's not a Maple Leaf anymore is because there was no spot for him on this team. He just didn't fit with this roster anymore. Yeah, he got the money though. That's for sure. That's true. And he's he's look credit to Bunting. He's doing well in Carolina so far. Uh, let's talk about Domi. Kind of similar situation in my mind. Um, he just other than you know the last couple games seems to have kind of found his groove on that third line, but it's way too small of a sample size. Uh, Paul, what have you seen from him so far? Yeah, pretty much what you said. I've I've expected a little more from Domi. I expected more physicality. I haven't seen as much of it as I've seen from him in in the previous teams he's played for. Um, the last couple of games, as you said, playing with Matty Nice, he did pick it up. They did have some good chemistry. He got two primary assists and a comeback win versus Tampa. But I know he could pick it up. We've seen what Domi could do. We see his physical presence. Uh, I'm sure he'll get better as the season goes on. And he could he could always slot into that second, third line somewhere, depending how players are doing. And yeah, I just expect a little more from him, but I'm sure it'll be I'm sure it'll be coming soon. Yeah, I think so too. I think I've wanted to see a little bit more physicality from him. Uh, you know, just skating in there and finishing checks being a nuisance in front of the net, that kind of stuff. I would have liked to see a little bit more of that. It's kind of what I was hoping for from him. Like you want to have, you know, with Pertuzzi, I'm not, I'm expecting him to be like a little bit pesky, but I'm not expecting him to go like throwing hits or like being a big nuisance, but that's what I was expecting for Domi a little bit. So like we've said, and we keep saying it is like, it's early on, but at the same time, I would like to see, you know, it turned up a little bit, have the heat up a little bit more, you know, make the other team and their star players think twice before, you know, making a no-look pass or something like that. Just punishing people. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is, this is a guy in Max Domi who throughout his career 
has put up his best three seasons point-wise in his first year with a new team. His rookie season, 52 points with the Yotes. Uh, his first year with the Canadians, he put up 72 points in 82 games. That's his career high. And then last oh, year in 60 games with the Hawks, he put up 49 points playing with Patrick Kane. And that was a two-man show. There was nobody else there. Um, so obviously he's a, he's a high-skill ceiling guy. Right, like we know the skill is there and the grit. Um, I mean, look, four points in six games, sure, it's pretty good. I don't, I don't think that's what anyone's looking like. But again, this is a guy to me who, between him and Matthew Knives, one of them has to prove to be a top six winger. I think, yeah, I agree. Yeah, because if assuming Bertuzzi takes one of the two spots, and it, as of now, let's slot him in on line two. You know, when when does Nyes get a look on the top line or Domi with Matthews and Marner? Does that happen before Matthews and Marner and then Tavares and Nylander get mixed up? Yeah. I think they're going to keep uh, the two line pairings of Matthews and Marner and Willie and Tavares together until, like, they've tried everything and that didn't work, and then they'll switch them up. Because I don't think Nyes has been on the – has Nyes been on the first line this year yet? No, I don't no, think so. I don't think so. Domi definitely hasn't. So maybe they'll try them out sooner than, rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, I 100% agree. I think like we've had already the test period with the core four. We've had that test period of like miss and match and seeing what works and stuff like that. We know that this like things that are slow right now are because of like the connection between these and then the new people. So like, I definitely see the new guys being moved around more like being, you know, puzzle pieces fit in rather than rearranging the whole puzzle, you know? Yeah. I, I think, I think that's a, that's a good point. You have to try every combination to play with Matthews and Martiner and then every combination to play with Tavares and Nylander before you break that up. Cause the four of them are, I mean, ironically, well. Marner is the quiet one out of the four so far. Yep. Yeah. Right. I mean, Neil Matthews obviously starting off the year with back-to-back hat tricks. That's pretty remarkable. Won a couple yeah. games without potting one, then an assist and a goal coming. Uh, you know, later on, Tavares ten points in six games. I mean, you can't really be upset with that. He had a nice tip in last night mm-hmm. uh, against um, whoever we played last night, Washington. Washington. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you, I, if you're Sheldon Keith, and I'm looking at Max Domi, I mean, like this is a guy who's played top line minutes top played top line with good players right i mean he was um, a pretty high draft pick when in this draft year he was projected to be a a top player he just yeah. never made it out to be that top guy but i'm sure if you put him on the line with matthews and marner he'll he'll, he'll contribute yeah i just think you have to you have to find someone who works there right like it, it shouldn't be that difficult um it, it, that should be an easy spot to succeed but for whatever oh, yeah. reason it's it's proving pretty difficult um but Let's see. Who do you who do you give a shot up there first? Domi or Nyes? Nyes. Nice. Interesting. All right. Uh let's talk about the last uh, new forward, Ryan Reeves. A uh, few fights, dropped the mitts a couple of times. What have you uh thought of him, Zach? I have loved and also hated him <laughs> parts of time. What? It's interesting because I know what he can do. I the first couple of games when he was throwing huge hits like that, 
Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I need more of that. I don't care if he gets zero points all year. I really don't care. Zero goal, goals for Corsi, don't care. Does he throw a big hit a couple of times a game and get into a fight? Perfect. You've earned your money for me. Like, that's what I want you to do. That's what you should be doing. And it was such a momentum changer in the first couple of games, especially like the comeback against Montreal. That was a big, big part of it was him and the fight against Wi-Fi, right? Like, mm-hmm. I loved it. So I need to see more of it from him. When I see him skating around, I'm watching him. I'm like, are you going to hit? Are you going to hit? He lines people up or he's too slow or he misses the hit, stuff like that. So, uh, but when he's on, like, I love it. Absolutely love it. And when he's not on, I'm like, I feel myself being frustrated because I want to see more of that from him. 100%. Yeah. He's really much uh, averaging, averaging 750 a night so far in six games this season. That's 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 bad. 750 <laughs> against Tampa, he played 506. Oh my god. Okay, he needs more ice oh, time. Oh, wow. He needs more ice time. Yeah. If it, Five or six. Like, Against no Washington, wonder. he played 10.56. But okay, I think that's, that's an bad. outlier because the third period, we knew the game was ours. So you can afford to run all four lines. Um, yeah, Ryan yeah. Reeves was playing in the last minute and a half. You know you won the game when. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just on the ice to block shots. Um, but honestly, here's here's my problem. I saw uh, the Steve Dangle podcast talking about this kind of briefly, and it, and it hit home perfectly. The, the play where against Florida, I think it must have been Kachuk who ran Nylander from kind of like that questionable yep. hit. Yeah. And where was the response? Nowhere. Right? I don't know if that's Reeves or I, I can't remember which line came on after that shift. If I'm Sheldon Keefe, I'm throwing Ryan Reeves right out there. I think if Keefe didn't do that, and I can't say he didn't because frankly, I don't remember. That's don't a missed opportunity, did, to be honest. right? Like, like Florida is the perfect example of the kind of team you brought Reeves in to play against. Yeah. Perfect opportunity. And your top two forward on your team gets run in a questionable hit behind that. Thank God he was fine. Um, Honestly. And in typical Leafs fashion, they did absolutely nothing to stand up for. And I, again, I don't know if that's on Reeves or on Keith, but that's unacceptable when you have a guy like Ryan Reeves on your bench. Yep. Unacceptable. Yeah, that's, that's his job. That's his job. And like if it's on maybe it's on him for not, you know, doing anything whenever it's next shift on, but it, you're I think you're right. It's definitely on Keith too. Like that's your next play is throwing Reeves out. Even if he's out for 30 seconds, I don't care. Then he's he has 30 seconds to go hit someone super hard. Like like do it. Yeah, like I loved uh, you know, his kind of tilt with Perry in the Hawks game. Yep. Love that. <laughs> like you said with Wi-Fi. Uh but the last few games, I mean like you got the matchup with him and Wilson. Obviously, I don't think that game was really close enough after the Leafs kind of ran away with it to really have any of that animosity. Mm. Um, the Tampa game, I mean, that game was a pretty tight checking game once it became 3-1, I think, in the first period and then until the Leafs, Leafs came back. But I look at the last three games, Washington, Tampa, Florida, and I'm wanting more of a presence from Reeves. I mean, this is the biggest pair of fists in the NHL. Where are Yeah, they? he is. Right? Like, I, I get the first two fights are great. The first game against Montreal, like, I mean, that was a wash. Like, that was probably the worst game they'll play all season, even though they won. Frankly, you need more from Reeves. It's that simple. You need him to respond at timely moments, and I just don't think yep. he's done that. Again, whether that's him or Keefe, I think something's got to change there. Hard to agree. 100%. Uh, John Klingberg, power play one quarterback. <laughs> the defense might not be going great. 
<laughs> but let's let's start with the offense. Um, I think he's also looked a little out of place. Uh, seems to kind of just be taking a while to kind of figure out the system and the players he's playing with. Um, but six games in, still on that top power play over Morgan Riley. Uh, Paul, what have you uh, liked from him offensively? I mean, as you said, running that power play one, he does very well. He's gotten a good amount of power play points in the first six games. I think he, I, I like him on power play one. I think that's why we brought him in as an like, offensive defenseman. Um, so I like him offensively. And as you said, he hasn't really f- found his place in the top, in like the starting six rotation of defensemen. I think he started at the at first line and now he's playing with Giordano, which makes sense because it gives me PTSD watching a number three right-handed defenseman play horrible in the defensive zone. And that's John Klingberg. Like he is not good defensively, but he's great offensively. So I guess it kind of evens out. And if you play him on the third line with Giordano, it's less minutes for him to be a, for him to be a liability in the defensive zone. Um, So if he continues to rack up some power play points, I don't mind and give him less minutes on the, uh, in the defensive zone, then we should be okay. I, I like him on the power play just because I feel like Morgan Riley just does everything on this team. So I like that he doesn't have to play power play one, but at the same time, like they both have two power play points right now. And they both tied at five points. But Morgan Riley is a plus two, has a goal and four assists. And Klingberg's minus two with five assists. And he got like three in his first game. So I do. Th- I think I want to see more from Klingberg offensively. And I like defensively, yeah. Uh, that's the obvious one. I'm going to stay away from the obvious one. But yeah, I wish I could see more of him being more of a, like an offensive threat that he used to be. He used to be that guy on the back end that you were watching out for. Yeah, but I mean, like, really, he has not been that player since he was in Dallas. Yeah, I know. I want him to come back, though. (laughs) I mean, like, like in his first season out of Dallas, like he was obviously not going to do that with the Ducks because they they have a terrible roster, and then kind of just never really like found his game in in Minnesota last year. Weird to think that him and Reeves were teammates last year. Yeah, I know. Oh, that is weird. I, I totally forgot he played on Minnesota before he got here. Yeah. Uh, averaging 20-31 a night so far this season. In my opinion, that is way too much. 20 minutes? He's averaging over 20 minutes. It's a little inflated because in the first game against Montreal, he uh, played 24-38. But the last three games, 18-50, 17-41, 18-52. So it's it's under 19, which I think is a better place for him. over, Over 20 minutes is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the third line is a good spot for him, the third pairing, if you put him with Geo, because you can kind of slot them in offensive zone spots. However, with that being said, the Leafs have probably been one of the worst teams in the NHL this year so far at giving up rush chances. So when you have Klingberg and old man Geo trying to skate back to prevent chances the other way, it kind of makes me a little worried. Um, I, honestly, I don't think he's been all that impressive on the power play. I don't think it takes okay. very much skill to get points on that top power play. And, and I don't think the power plays looked all that good in general anyways. They've been okay. But also what I've noticed throughout games is we, we get stuck in our defensive zone for long periods of time. And it's just so tough mm-hmm. for the Leafs to just get the puck out. And when they do, it's an icing. 
I think we we have Didn't to have Domi a ice the puck four times in a yeah, row. Yeah, I think we have to have like a that. record for like most icings in the first like three games of an NHL season. It was crazy. That's always been the least issue. What yeah. when have we yeah when have we ever looked at this team and said, "Wow, they're really good at breaking out of their own zone." Uh, never. Never. This defense is terrible. It's honestly it's atrocious. Good. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Oh my. We gosh. rely on our offense a lot. It feels like. The first like two three years of the Matthews era, when we were so good offensively but not very good defensively, we'd have to rely on games to be winning like six five five four seven four like Minnesota like crazy games. Yeah, like even you look at our power play percentage. So we're currently fourth in the National Hockey League, thirty five percent power play, pretty good. Penalty I mean, kill seventy five percent. We're twenty first. I feel, oh I feel like our penalty kill has been and taking penalties in general has just been atrocious. Yeah, we take a lot of penalties. Yeah, it, it's the same few guys as well. It's Camp, Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi, and Brody. Bro, <laughs> Camp, Camp needs to Camp stop is taking our best penalties. Yeah, he's he needs to stop penalty taking penalties, penalties bro. <laughs> Since oh, Kirk has gone, it, it, literally. But speaking of the penalty kill, I haven't minded like Matthews and Mitch. No, not at all. That's been Matthews great. isn't good. He's been like he's dangerous. He's yeah dangerous. because they create so many chances on that penalty kill. Like it's almost mm. like it's not. Well, like when they have, when they have the puck and they're in the offensive zone, it's almost not a penalty kill. No matter how you think about it, they've been very good. We all know Mitch is is on the PK, but when throwing Austin on there, people don't expect him to be that good. But he's actually, if you look at his stats, he's very good defensively. They just never gave him a chance to do it on the penalty kill. He's just very good five on five. Sorry. Uh, Matthews like... and Marner leading the NHL for time on ice per game for forwards so far this season. Oh, yeah. Especially when they're on the PK Matthews, now. Matthews 2305 sure. and Marner 2254. The next highest are Hughes, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, Kopitar, Cooch, Miller, Stutzla. Um, not even McDavid. Is... Did you not say McDavid yet? Well, he's been injured a bit. Oh, that's true. But I guess, yeah, he's, he's not even up here. Yeah, he's out yeah. for the next couple weeks. Edmonton's uh, also McDavid is averaging <laughs> what is this? Twenty thirty per game. The fact that Klingberg had more minutes in game one <laughs> than McDavid <laughs> is averaging. Uh, yeah. No, look, I-, I think they've been great on the penalty kill. I just think mm-hmm. the fact that the two of them are leading the league in in uh, time on ice for forwards is just not good. Like that number's got to come down. You think? Yeah, what are you, they, they're gonna burn out if they're playing. Nah, Matthew's yeah. not gonna burn out. Neither is Marna. Come on, they're I, not. I, I, they're not bottom line players. They're fine. I, I understand that. They're top they athletes. Don't, they don't need to be that high. Like, why? Why does Matthews need to play twenty three a night? Because it's Austin Matthews. <laughs> like, I I understand, but I I just don't think there's. I'd rather have him play 23 minutes than Klingberg. I'm, I'm right there with you. Believe me. <laughs> I, I just think that number has to come down slightly. Um, I, I think it's kind of a feeling out experiment. Like, obviously, look, he's a phenomenal athlete. Like, I'm sure physically he can handle it. But you also, I mean, like, if there's lots of special teams. I mean, it looks like the refs are calling absolutely everything so far this season. I guess that's why he has so many minutes, right? Yeah, it's got to be, right? Like, for sure, look yeah. at the special teams. But there's got to be a system in place to, to preserve them a bit. I'm not saying it's going to affect them in the game, but if in the first 10 minutes of the game he's already played six minutes, 
right? That's where I'm starting to have an issue, right? Like, what's he going to be like for the rest of the game? Or mm-hmm. is Keith going to be, you know, have to force his hand to throw out the third and fourth line because his top guys are all gassed, right? It, you know, in situations, he might not do that. I think it's a little high. Um, and, and obviously, mm-hmm. as great as both of they are, as, that, as great as they both are defensively, we, we need them to play offense. Not saying they can't do both, but I, I think it has to come down a little bit. So yeah. much silence. <laughs> totally understandable, right? That's you know when we're in agreement. Is yeah. just the silence. No words. Yeah, we know. Uh, let's talk about Willie, Paul's favorite player. Um, he has been on fire. I mean, I love him. What what have you what what is it that is making him just so effective at everything he does when he touches that puck? Now, I'll, I'll start with Zach here. He just he's so good at just making space for himself. Like he just finds a way sometimes. He, it's like oh he's got the puck and there's a guy right in front of him can't do anything. Surprise, fifth dimension opens and he's got like <laughs> room to maneuver. So he's silky. I, yeah, silky is a great word for that. Yeah, he's really good. He's very slippery. It's uh, it's hard to catch him, especially I've noticed like him and Tavares, especially behind the net, doing that oh, yeah. little spin thing yep. where they the just throw off puck, defenders. Yeah. Like Matthews is like the king of it, but like those guys are also really, really good at doing that spin maneuver. And that's something I feel like they just make space for themselves. And yeah, more space, more chances, more goals. Paul, do you remember the days when Nylander wouldn't move his feet? Oh my god! It wasn't it wasn't that many years ago. <laughs> Drove me no, nuts. Like two years ago, bro. I still see like glimpses of that sometimes in the defensive zone. I'm like, don't do that, don't do that. And then he snaps out. I'm like, okay, we're good. Drove me nuts when he wouldn't move his feet, man. He's so good, but he just stopped. I think another very good, re- very big reason is his contracts expiring. I don't and buy he wants that. that money. I don't buy it. Oh, he's gonna ask for it anyways. But you know, he played fantastic last year with forty goals. He's just gonna keep rolling, right? I think, as as Zach said, I mean, Willie is fantastic at creating scoring opportunities from nothing for himself and for others around him. And he's so I don't know how to explain it. I don't think I don't think defensemen realize how good Willie is if they haven't already. And his, if you look at his like stats, even advanced statistics, he's he's unbelievable. Like his his zone entry percentage is crazy. His just everything except for his defense, really. And yeah. <laughs> and I don't think he looked bad defensively. Though. No, not at all. Not at all. He's actually he's done not a lot better. He just can't be worse than he was a couple of years ago, as we said. Yeah. So he'll just yeah. keep getting better and better. And and coaches praise him, and, and even opponents. Hopefully, if they're not, they're stupid. But yeah, he'll just think, keep getting better and better, especially with to, with his minutes. Yeah, so. I think kind of like what Zach said. I mean, obviously Matthews is like the puck. Like like when Matthews has the puck, there is there is no getting him off the puck. He's oh, yeah. just too big, too strong, such a good skater. Um, and I, I think Nylander must have picked something up from him because when when Willie has the puck, I mean, there is no getting him off of it. It's obviously the guy's probably strong. Like you saw the Washington goal where Matthews sprung him on the one and one and he was able to kind of cut in. Was that Fairvery he cut in on? Yeah, yeah. For that goal? Who's yes. pretty pretty strong he guy. I mean, like good good for Willie, but 
you know, it's it's the speed, the elusiveness. Like he, he just so much confidence. I've, I've been saying this for so long. I don't know why it took so long for people to realize how good he is. No, come on. Everyone knew how good he was last year. It's just could he do it again? Oh, last year, yes. It, it was. It was. Could he do it again? And it, it's not too early. Sorry, I think it's too early to say it's been a consistent basis. But through six games, you know, ten points, like it's hard to ask for any more. Oh, yeah. great. He's been fantastic. Definitely yeah. makes the contract uh, situation a little more interesting. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They they have to resign him. I, th- I know I that think they will. They're they, not. They they're, have to. They're not going to let man. him and Tavares are like seventh and eighth in the league right now in points. They're not going to let him go. They're going to give him a lot, and then it's going to be another fun cap situation, even with the cap going up. But. Come on, we, we so, cannot afford to have four forwards making over $10 million. They should sign him for 9.99. Thank you, Zach. 98. <laughs> 8 8. Just put his number in there like Matthew. 8 8. No, that, was, that was a dubious <laughs> thing. Come on. Treliving uh, doesn't play by the same rules. No. Yeah, facts. I saw, I saw someone talking, uh, a bunch of people talking about this, how like they think they'll get a higher AAV with other teams if he walks in free agency, but he'll get eight years with the Leafs. And I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would any team signing him not give him eight years? What is it about the Leafs that will give him eight that other teams won't? That I just don't understand that part of the equation here. Every team can give him eight years. There's no like restriction. Yeah, that's that's NBA logic. NBA logic is you sign with your original super team. Max, and yeah. You, yeah, exactly. That does not exist in the NHL. And like, I think, if yeah, we, if don't we gave give him a bridge max, deal. We'd be poor. Don't give him a bridge deal. No, he give won't him, sign a bridge no, deal. Please. There's no way. Give him the eight. Give him No, he years. wants to get paid. He's 27 years old. He's in the prime of his career. He's not taking a bridge deal. There's no chance. He wants an eight-year deal. Take him till he's 35. Secure it. I would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, 10 million, oh. he's probably worth it. Uh, he I is think, worth it. I think the only... The only way that's stomachable, I don't know if that's a word, but it is now, uh, is if, in theory, you know that after next season, Tavares, Tavares, if he resigns with the Leafs, his contract is a lot less than his current one. It better be. But, I mean, the guy, he's been a point-a-game player. I know, but he's not like 11 mil worth, you know? That's like more than a point per game player. That's like I could, I could see him in a year from now asking for a two year eight per year deal. Yeah, you know, bridge deal just to get him until he's a little bit older. I mean, you know, it's that's a whole tough. other question for like a year from now. But does Tavares even resign? We're also hoping that the cap goes up, like they said it would. No, it's going to. I think. Oh, yeah. I think this off it has to going to take a jump. Yeah, it has to. I think they said like two, three mil or something. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about the team's defense because it's honestly been pretty oh, atrocious. Um, you know, we could have a whole podcast about this Brody hasn't looked great. McCabe has kind of just been there, positively, or he's just there. Uh, Giordano it's... is blocking shots. You know, you know my, you know who I think the best defenseman has been so far. John Klingberg. No, it's Lilligren. I like Lilligren a lot. He's been our, he's been our best defenseman. I like well, Lilligren like, a in lot. In terms of the best rounded game so far out of the six, it's been him by a mile. 
I think he really needs to. I think he really needs to secure his place as a top four defenseman in the Leafs lineup. I think it's about time he does that because he's very good, and I think he does deserve a top four place. He just needs to be very more consistent with it. He has his stretches. Yeah, yeah. I've I've well, liked him on the second power play unit too. I think that he's looked very him and Mo. Very effective. Yep. Yeah, he was he was Lilligren was specifically drafted for the fact that a we had weak defense in terms of prospects other than like Sandine, and b we needed a right shot defenseman. So yeah, it's about time. It is about time. I I still like I I know their names on paper, but I I this decor is not going to get it done. It's I don't think not. so. Okay. I think we need one more really really good defenseman. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder how long because Dubas Dubas believed in this this core for whatever reason. There's been no changes here other than Klingberg, who's been a Justin Hall comparable when it comes to playing in his own zone. Um, I I wonder if for living, if and and if so, how long it takes for him to kind of get the ball moving on on bringing another piece in here. Uh, is Timmons still injured? Is Timmons still? I I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's still alive. Alive, yes. Injured, I think also yes. As of October, according to Daily Faceoff, as of October second, he was considered week to week. Significant lower body injury. Hmm. It's been weeks. Yeah, apparently an incredible preseason after leading all scorers with two goals and four assists in three games. Yeah, he did. The guy, the guy yeah. put on some weight too in the off season. I think he a deserves lot of- a shot. He I think a lot think of he put Leafs like twenty one pounds. Yeah, a lot of Leafs players gained what? like a lot of weight. Yeah, dude, Didn't Timmins you see that, is st- that tweet that Paul but sent us in our chat, Zach. Timmins went up like twenty pounds. I have no idea it. how. I don't that's... know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because like did, did there's he... no way you can gain twenty pounds of muscle that fast. Yo, did he eat a unless you're on steroids, animal or something? Like what? Yeah, he probably had like a. Like a like a bodybuilder diet, crazy. Find it. Yeah, it was something crazy, and I think Giordano grew an inch. He's forty. There's no how, way. How does that even work, dude? No, I think like, it's yep. just it's just like an inconsistency between the teams when they do their. They're like, yep, Giordano is now six foot one. I'm like, there is no way. I haven't grown since I was 15. Yeah. There's no way he's growing from the age of 49 <laughs> to 40. Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi, Timmons put on 21 pounds in the offseason. That's insane. Dude, dude, that is unbelievable. Let's was get all of Connor Timmons' diet. Um, Here's the thing. I, I don't think you can really take Klingberg out of the lineup. Not to say that it's just been no. him. Um, but he is the new Justin Hall for the time being. Uh, and you like, do you give Brody a rest when Timmons is healthy just to get him in a game? It's tough because like if we benched all the defensemen that have been playing horrible, we'd be having our Marley's players play in every game. No, I'm not I'm not saying bench them, but give Brody a, a game off as a way yeah. to get Timmons in. Do the same thing with Lilligren next. Just get him cycling through. I mean, also when he's healthy, you like want to get him into game action. See what he's got. Yeah, but We've done that before. Cycling in a defenseman. Not last year. Was it like two, three years ago? I remember I remember like the Leafs doing this where they cycled in, like they kept taking out a defenseman, putting in this guy. 
Was it Hall? Was it Hall? Maybe. Maybe when we Queen also did that. That's definitely did, not a Mike yeah. Babcock move. We also no, did a, a lot of eleven and seven games last year. Don't even get oh, started. I, I hated that. I I hated that with a passion. Mm-mm. I hope we never see an eleven seven game again. <laughs> yeah. But, no thanks. Let's uh let's that was let's, horrible. Let's shift gears to goaltending. Um oh boy. I'd say it's Yay. a goalie controversy. But there, Give there Joseph is no controversy. The Joseph Wall has been the better goalie in Oh, he's been unreal. Oh my gosh, yeah. Have you seen not his even stats? a question? His stats, like here, let me bring up his stats I real think, quick. Like I think NHL wide, he's like top four save percentage, top four. I mean, I think games like, average. Played, though. He's only played. Like I think in his games. first twelve games, including the playoff games he's had, I think he's like, I think like he has like a nine thirty two save percentage, is something crazy. Yeah, he's played. So he's played three three games. Oh, well, let me sort this by goals against average. Three games. So two he's. Starts. Yeah, he he's got a one forty four goals against average and nine fifty eight save percentage. <laughs> Okay, yeah, obviously that's not gonna be carried out throughout the season, but but no. we've been saying Joseph Wool has been our our well we could say I've been saying Vazilevsky, it I guess. We pardon? I've been saying it. I know give Wall a shot for like the last like two years. Well, Joseph like Wall is, is is gonna be our future goalie. It he just needed he's just young, he needs time to develop. And he needs some playing time. And I think he's finally getting it with Samsonov not playing well. And he's actually really showing how good he can be. I really like Joseph Wall. He's he's calm. His puck control is amazing. He reminds me of Anderson in his early Maple Leaf days. Yes. Yep. Good thing he's he was... early Maple Leaf days. Yeah, not as late Maple Leaf days. I was about days. to slap you. <laughs> in, in like the first couple uh, Anderson seasons in Toronto. Uh, let me be the devil's advocate. Joseph Wall has played a whopping regular season amount of 14 games. That was a terribly put together <laughs> sentence. He's played 14 yeah, regular that... season games. That's it. But 14. you but you want to see him do very well in the games he's played. Totally. I mean, he has this, been. At this point, I'm sure you would both agree that as of now, you're playing him over Samsonov in the immediate future. Hundred percent. Yeah, Samsonov has been Swiss cheese. <laughs> we love some Swiss cheese. Yes, he's yeah, been Swiss cheese. He's Sammy. Yeah, I just know yeah. it. I know it's like a down spell for him, though. I'm not worried. I think he still needs to get starts, but I feel like also Wall is more of a an option right now, and you got to ride the hot hand. I don't care what time of the season it is. You'd be like, oh, but it's down the stretch where you should be riding the hot hand of the goalie. I'm like, why well, every game still counts. be getting points now? Yeah, exactly. So no, I, I think I think at this point and every point in the season, Keith has to ride the hot hand. And right now it's Joseph Wall. Yep. Until Wall proves that he can't play or something else happens, I think it's Wall's crease to run with. Right. Wall Wall came in against who was it, Tampa and stopped twenty seven oh. shots. And he was good. He, he is the reason them out. that they won that game. 100%. Yep. Oh, I mean, yeah. The the late offensive comeback, you know, great for Nyes for potting a couple. Um, but if Wall hadn't come in when he did and, and really oh. shut the door, I mean, they, they put – the Leafs did not play that well throughout most of that game until late in the period where 
I think it was Wall's goaltending that allowed them to get to that point to make it interesting. Yeah. Um, and then obviously what he did against Washington was pretty nuts. I mean, Ovi, he made 13 saves against Ovechkin. Dude, if if if, if Samsonov was a net, Ovi would have scored eight goals. <laughs> Dude had 14 <laughs> shots in one game. Yeah, he would have scored eight That's... goals. Yeah, he was out shooting the Leafs in the first period, I think. He had like seven and the Leafs had like five. Dude, the Leafs had like 17 shots the entire game. It was, it was bad. Alexander Ovechkin had three less shots than an entire hockey team in a game. <laughs> he, he, we won. He, he really wanted he really wanted to score. And he did. I mean, took him 14 clap bombs to score a tap in, but you know, it's fine. He scored. Joseph Wall played Unreal. So, you know what? It's nice to see. I don't care. It's nice to see the Leafs win a game like that because usually the opposite happens. We outshoot a team 38 to 17 and then lose 4-1. So, I don't care. I like I I'll, I'll take the dub. Yeah. You know what? I really like the move by Sheldon Keefe. We were kind of criticizing him with the Reeves situation. I really like the move by Keefe to put Wall in the game against Washington. Right game in Washington. That's that's a team a place Samson I've played for a lot of years. You, you know, you know, players and goalies love to go up against their former teams. You know, chip on their shoulder. Um, and I, I love the move by Keith. You know, Samsonov got pulled the game prior, two days rest in between, but he he gave it to Wall. He's saying to Samsonov, if you're not going to play well, this is not your net mm-hmm. by any means. And I love yep. that. I love it that. Worked. Right sometimes. That internal competition, we've talked about it over and over again. It, it's, you know, hopefully that's it's healthy. What, yeah. Hopefully that's what brings Samson all back to his game. And he's had a couple good games this year by all means. Um, yep. But I think you just got to give Wall the chance. Yes. You know, the 14 regular season games, I, I want to see that number increase. Did he play against Florida? Samson off? Yeah. Yes. I think that he, he had a good game then. But I think that was his only yeah, good game. That, that was numbers wise, that was his best game. Yeah, that was or against game. Tampa Bay, where he had a two fifty safe percentage. Well, yeah, <laughs> for a second a... I was like, "Oh, he said safe percentage instead of goals against average." And I'm like, "No, no way, no, 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 no he, 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 he literally he literally let in three goals and four shots, and yeah, then we're like, no, no, sir, safe percentage was two. Let me look at let me look at our goalie stats. Let's compare Joseph Wall and oh, it's not even close. I'm looking. Oh, at it's it's, it's it's dude. It's there's no chance. Like. Joseph Wall is the the better goalie right now. I think in the foreseeable future he'll he'll he'll, he'll start more games than Samsonov. Let's not forget that Samsonov is on a one year deal, and if Wall is your apparent goalie of the future, I mean we're we're saying that pretty early. The guy's played under a quarter games in the NHL so far. Um, but you got to give him playing time to know if that's even possible, right? Exactly. Like, like, look yeah. what the Hamburglar did in one season for Ottawa. Where's that guy now? I took him to the Eastern Conference Finals, and now he's probably playing in some European yeah. league. Right? No, so these, uh, <laughs> these stats between them are actually – Wall has like 30, almost 30 more saves than Samsonov does. And Samsonov has like a solid half an hour more of playing time. That's, retired. that's wild. Andrew Hammond. I remember. I actually look, liked him. I'm he looking at it. What the heck? He plays in the KHL. I told you some European league. For there's no way that's a team. Tractor Chelyabinsk. 
The track family of Vince. There's no way that's a team name. Okay, whatever. He's he's still playing. He's in the Russian league. You know what's really crazy to me? What? Ilya Samsonov is only one year older than Joseph Wall. No. What? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Isn't Sammy like 25, 26? Samsonov is born on February 22nd of 97, so he's 26. And Wall is born on July 12th, 98. He's our age. Wow. I'm older Dude, than Sammy you. and Wall are seven months apart. Yeah. You would think it's like a five-year difference. Yeah. They're, they're a year different. Like, not even. Crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah. It's about time. But 25 is like the age when goalies break in, unless you're like a stud, stud. Unless you're like Carey Price. Yeah. Uh, So let's let's look ahead here. So uh, we're recording this on the 25th, but it comes out tomorrow, the 26th. Um, So we have tomorrow against Dallas and Ottinger. Then Saturday, the 28th, we have the Preds and Soros. Double lovely. And I'm just comparing... Good goaltending. And then next Tuesday, the 31st against LA, who's Phoenix Copley and Talbot. Is that who their goalies are now? Yeah. Talbot actually hasn't been doing too bad. We're gonna we're gonna lose to LA watch. We'll beat the other two and we'll destroy them. So Zach, of those three games, what's your <laughs> as of now, if you had to decide in advance, if you couldn't decide based on each game? What is your kind of goaltending map for those three games? Ooh, well, that's a, that's you a good can't, question. You can't wait to see the result of one to know who your next goalie is. I think I think he splits. You split the two between Dallas and Nashville. So I would go Wall against Dallas. Uh, then I would go Sammy against Nashville, and then whoever plays better takes uh, LA. Well, you have to decide now because you can't. Oh, I have to decide now. You uh, can't see the result to determine. I take Wall. Paul, you, you're. I saw you nodding. At least when he said split the first two. If I'm not mistaken, I think we already know that Samson I was playing tomorrow. Do we know that? I think they said Wall's in on Tuesday. Samson I've been on Thursday. But let's say he's not. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm letting I'm, you cl- uh, clean slate. Okay, I was. I was also gonna say, play wall against Dallas because they're a more offensive threat. Uh, Samsonov against Nashville and and wall again against LA. So exact same as Zach. Yeah, I'm. I'm going Zach, different. Your hand up. I did. I just saw a tweet from Elliot Friedman. Uh, this is totally off topic, by the way. Is this but... still called a tweet? Yes. Is what it? Is it's not an X. What did he do? He X'd. Yeah, I saw an X. Oh my gosh. He uh apparently teams have voted to decentralize the draft. They voted in favor of it. So do like what the NFL does. Yeah. They're gonna do what the NFL does now. Lazy Except bums. People on a screen virtually. Lazy bums. Like who cares? Why even vote about that? Like it, it is so irrelevant. It's so stupid, but whatever. Also, shout out to Travis Dermott for single-handedly getting the NHL to reverse their policy on no pride. The, or the, the tweet, the tweets I saw about like 
uh like images on like this tiny guy with a huge sword and a massive like monster and Travis Dermott two way con two way contract <laughs> yeah, in NHL. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that one too. Um I'm giving Wall Dallas and Nashville. Let him take on Ottinger and Saros. Give him the shot. Let Samsonov stew for over a week, having not played a game, and and be the better goalie against LA. I like it. I actually I like, like it. that. I like it. Wall's if good. You, want, if, you have, if you want, if like, you want Wall to prove himself, play him against two top goalies. Yeah, I mean Dallas I is like the it. best team out of the three. Nashville sure. is debatably the worst out of the three. I mean, I feel like them and LA are are relatively similar, but obviously, I feel like Nashville has the worst offense. If prowess. Out of those oh, yeah. teams, oh Ryan O'Reilly's uh, gonna get a hat trick. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, na- yeah, yeah. Um, and Lucian's gonna come back from his injury and then somehow <laughs> get three points. But uh, yeah, I, I let Samson off stew and play LA. I like it. I let him stew. Castle. That's what I like. Sammy it. Stew. Um, before we go into the week ahead, let's let's talk about the Leafs' opportunity this season. It's something we we didn't really talk about last week, but I feel like it's it's worth mentioning. Just in terms of the general outlook of the NHL this year, and let's say the Atlantic Division. Um, obviously, big names of seasons past. You have Boston, Tampa, Florida. Boston's six and zero. I mean, Boston is six and zero, but they've been playing really, really bad teams. Yes, but you. So let's just let's just look at off-season changes, right? Boston as a third-line centerman playing first-line center. Right, yep. they lost. Yep, they lost a couple of their deadline acquisitions. Um, Everybody so, right. left that retired. team. Everybody left that team. Right, so Bergeron's gone. Krejci's gone. Right, they're not the same team. They're playing well, good for them, six and zero. Oh. That's great. Uh, Tampa is by far not the same team. Hedman <laughs> is coming off probably one of his worst years in a while. Last season, a couple big pieces are gone. You know, Kalorn's gone. The the team is getting a bit older. Stamkos out two months. Contract, right? Bassie's out. Okay. Florida, clearly not the same team as they were last year. Obviously still competitive. Um, but regular season-wise, Florida was not anything to kind of yeah. hold your breath about. I said it last year at the beginning of the season when I said this was the year the Leafs have to finish first in the Atlantic. No more the matchups, the yada yada. Like, like they have no excuse to not finish first. Uh, they have a very Atlantic good shot this year. My question is: Are the five one and one Detroit Red Wings for real? No, 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 no. I, I was think they're playing at, great, but no. I was looking at their matchups. Let me check this again. I'll tell you this: They have the third best goal differential in the NHL right now. Seriously. Yeah, so they beat Tampa. Good for them, but there was no Vasilevsky. They beat Columbus. They stink. If only everyone they could beat, have seen the facial expression. They beat, just made. they beat Pittsburgh, getting older, not the same Pittsburgh. Yeah. They beat Ottawa, stinks. They beat Calgary 6-2. Calgary's the most, like, iffy team ever. Like, they can have such a great game or they just play horrible. They're so mid. They're so, yeah. like, you literally. Mid is the best word for Calgary. Calgary is the most mid team. And then they they lost, you know. So their their wins are against some not great teams. I think the best team they beat is definitely Tampa. 
Yeah. In, in my mind, the Leafs have to finish first in the Atlantic this year. I know regular season is is a wash. It doesn't matter. Um, I think you've something that didn't happen last year. Well, it was, does matter because we need well, better rank standing. Yes, yes, it does. But you, you know what I mean. Like the argument is, what are the Leafs yeah, going to yeah. do for us in the playoffs? But yeah, yeah. Me, at this point, the regular season is just to fine tune everything for the playoffs. And last season, going into the playoffs, we didn't even know what our best top six was. We had no yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. No, we, we, no, we tested yeah. that out in if, the first game. If you right. look at the roster comparisons between first game last year and the first game this year, this team, oh, like in theory, should obliterate that team. It's it's not even close. Oh, yeah. Right. And as true as that may be, I, I think you have to be first. Get home ice advantage. I don't know if that's even helped them in the past, but just take it because it should be yeah. an advantage. It's it did called, last year. It's called home ice advantage, not disadvantage. Um, it did you get home year. ice advantage. You get the wild card matchups. That might not be such a great thing because the Metropolitan looks like an crazy division. The East is just great. Um, yeah, the East is always so and good. You, you, if I'm the Leafs this season, you have to have your shit figured out before the playoffs. Oh, there's really, there's really only two massive threats in the West, and it's always Vegas and it's always Colorado. I think there's there's more than that, but nah, but you, yeah. you can throw in Edmonton, Dallas. Wow, Edmonton's but. like a toss up. Edmonton Depends. sucks. They're pretty mid too. They're mid. Edmonton. Their their defense is worse than ours. Skinner and Campbell are both Swiss cheese combined. <laughs> Zach is gonna cry. I never know. How dare you insult Jack Campbell? Jack Campbell left our team. Uh, yes, my screw Jack Campbell. He sucks. There. Well, not signing him. I mean, maybe things would have been different should he have stayed. But at this point, not signing him to a 5x5 five five was Thank probably God. one of the best decisions Dubis didn't make. No, the best yeah. decision he did make. He's like, I'm not signing well, you. you know what I mean? Didn't make by not signing Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. But, fair, fair. Hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I, I think the Leafs have to get their shit figured out in the regular season. And you're only, what? How many games? Six games in. It's it's early. You've got to get it figured out by. I think you have to. I, I think if I'm Keith and True Living, you have to have a pretty damn good idea of what you have in this team prior to the trade deadline. Right. Bring yeah. in yeah, oh, whatever yeah. changes you want to make, and then figure that out even faster. Because yeah, exactly. You can't be playing games anymore. Going into the playoffs, not sure who your your top six are, or what pairing. Every other at. team knows who their top six is. Maybe except for Boston. I don't know how Jake DeBrusque can play in that. Well, that's because they lost Bergeron, right? And just I, I have him in fantasy. He was uh, he was so bad. I had to drop him. But Jake DeBrusque, yeah, yeah he dude, has, dude, he, he dude was good. top line, top power play, and put up zero points. That's crazy. What and he the got benched. Heck? He got benched. He's Nick like Richie. <laughs> Jake DeBrusque makes me laugh just because I whenever you look at like the the draft. And you look at how Boston had three picks in a row, and they like flubbed the ball on all three. Was DeBrusque one of them? Yeah, DeBrusque is one of them. And then after those three picks is like Matt Barzell, Thomas Shabbat. Like, there's all these really good players. Yeah, right like after. insanely good players. It's so funny. Uh, the way she goes. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah, but uh, let's let's see what they do, right? Like a couple good teams here. Obviously, the road trip continues. They've they've got to keep moving. They've got to they've got to get this defense figured out. I, I think the fuse, if if I'm true living, the fuse has got to be pretty short here. I know it's early. Um, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna take the the page out of the Dubas book and to wait until February to make trades. Um, 
if he sees an opportunity to make this team better and if the defense continues to be as bad as it is, there's there's got to be a change. 100%. Uh, and with that, let's take a look at the week ahead. Obviously, as we mentioned, uh, the day this podcast comes out, Thursday, October 26th uh, at Dallas, <clears throat> Saturday the 28th at Nashville, and Tuesday, October 31st at LA against the Kings. Um, our first predictions of the season, Zach, start us off. I got one, one, and one. I think it's going to be... What a shit first prediction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you you know me. I always get them wrong, except for like once every season. So That's a good hopefully point. I get it wrong, and then you guys are more right. But uh, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be a win against Dallas, overtime loss uh, against Nashville, and then regular time loss against uh, LA. That would be very leafy. I would not be surprised if you got that right. Just knowing the leaps. Typical. Yeah. Paul? I'm going to go 3-0-0 because it should be 3-0-0. By that logic, the Leafs would only lose four games all year. <laughs> well, then lose four games all year. Right? Like on paper, <laughs> on paper, maybe six. Maybe six. Like they, they lose to the Devils. Arizona Golden for sure. Knights. Arizona. Arizona for sure. We outshoot them fifty nine to three, and then we lose three one. Man, Arizona has so much ex leaf fuel. You got Dermot. You've got Kerfoot. You got Vemelka who decides to play like yeah, prime Tim Thomas versus the Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> What's your prediction, Paul? I said it. Oh, you said three no no right. That makes sense. What's your prediction, Ryan? Uh, two one and zero oh, because they're not going to win all three because it's too early for them to play the way they should. In fact, they never play the way they should, or else probably would have won six cups already. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Let's see, win against uh, win against Dallas because they should probably they're the best team. Probably lose to Nashville at the hands of Ryan O'Reilly, and then beat LA and Samsonov will play so well that we'll actually have a goalie controversial controversy. All right. Fair enough. Better than Zach's. We'll see what happens. Yep. <laughs> Better Great. than Zach's indeed. Anyway, folks, uh, that's it for us here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the potty. Um, follow, subscribe. Check us out on Instagram where we've been posting so much lately. Uh, but we'll, we'll wrap it up <laughs> one day. Uh, seriously, thank you so much. Uh, and fellas, three words heading into the week. Play some defense. Love brick wall. Nice. Miss Justin Hall. Get out. <laughs> Remember Get to take out. care of the planet. We'll see you next week on the original brush your teeth. six podcast. <laughs> Go brush your teeth. You said bad words. You have to brush your teeth now. Rinse your mouth out with soap. Zach, say goodbye so I can end this recording. Uh, bye. <laughs>